Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2017, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host this evening, Anastasia. Lavendar is still on assignment tonight. Our Starseed quest to Arkansas in August is full now, but the next one is in November for Pleiadian lineup, which is the 17th through the 20th, and that is during a new moon. This is a soul family reunion, and only starseeds with at least one natal marking at galactic degree are eligible. This event has been redesigned to cover four days, making it much more affordable than the week-long quests. And for more info about our November quest, please write to crystals, that is plural, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S, at starseedhotline.com. Well, at the top of the show tonight, we're going to have Anastasia's Starseed News. Uh, that is, if she is able to get into the switchboard. I've heard from um, a few people that Blog Talk might be having a little issue tonight. But we will hope that she gets in. If not, I'll just call her from the switchboard. So we're good. So um, when we do get to the Starseed News, that is Anastasia's bringing topics of interest to star seeds that you won't uh, hear in the mainstream. And um, we're going to do the news first, and then I will talk about the eclipse, what to look for in your chart, and the more global effects. So um, it looks like Anastasia is having a little trouble getting in, so if you would just uh, bear with me for a moment, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call her from the switchboard so uh, we can bypass that issue if there is one. So... uh, Just to talk amongst yourselves, I'll be right back. Okay, we're calling Anastasia. Hello. Are you having trouble getting in? Uh, no, I haven't tried yet. Is it after two, seven? Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks, baby. Okay, okay. yes. I I've just been want making to make sure a drum. We... Thanks. Yeah, Good. Uh, Good. Thanks yeah, for Tammy bailing me out. Just... <laughs> Tammy was having trouble getting in, too, and I thought, well, maybe that is the case Well, I expected to, so... and here I was reading the news. I didn't watch the clock. Uh, I'll put it on mute. Okay, well, we're ready to go. Okay, am I on? Yeah, so go ahead. Yes, you are. Go ahead with the Starseed News. (laughs) Well, we've had a lot of activity, and there is some really big stuff happening in the sky this month. Uh, Authorities are treating the August solar eclipse, the first in 99 years, as if it's the end of the world. Have you heard about this, Ariel? I've heard some well, there's weird stuff. Yeah, they say there's going to be, they say there's going to be porta potty shortages. They say there's going to be cellular blackout zones. They expect ambulances will be stuck in gridlock, and emergency managers across the nation are expecting this the week of August 21st. Now that's the day of the upcoming solar eclipse. It's going to happen on the 21st. It's the first in 99 years to sweep the continental United States. Uh, and it has so many enthused followers that disaster-level preparations are being put in place because of the large number of travelers predicted to jockey for prime viewing spots. 
Now, if you can believe this, as many as 7.4 million people are expected to pack into a 70-mile-wide band across the U.S. to watch the moon's umbra block out the sun for a two-minute window, August 21st. Now, the path of totality, which means the area where the sun is completely blocked out, stretches from Oregon to South Carolina. And here's why many folks are planning for a disaster. Oregon has a population of 4 million people, and the eclipse is expected to draw 1 million visitors to the state for just a few days. In Missouri, preparations resemble that for a blizzard, or everything, as they say, quote, from St. Patrick's Day Parade to a World Series celebration. Sure. Now, um, <laughs> they say some of the, these places are never going to see traffic like this. In some areas, the population will be double or triple. And once the visitors get there, of course, they're going to need water, bottles of water. They'll need lodging and restroom and, of course, uh, solar glasses. Now, in Columbia, South Carolina, the city's main museum has brought 5,000 bottles of water for Eclipse viewers, and the city government plans to send out trucks to frequently refill planned water stations. Can you believe this? In Wyoming, the Grand Teton National Park staff have rented an extra 200 portable toilets to accommodate their busiest day in history, past or future. Wow. Now, <laughs> now they say don't expect lodging to be available. Hotel rooms along the Eclipse route were mostly sold out as of June, and uh, 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 air rentals in the path of the totality are reaching uh, $1,000 a night. Not That's not right. Room rentals, excuse me, uh, in the uh, path of totality are reaching $1,000 a night in some cities. Well, here's another concern. And by the way, I am very near within a very short distance from the totality um, where I live. So I'll be almost at 100%, but not quite. <clears throat> and so a concern is for those of us that are in this region, they are worried that cellular service towers uh, can't handle the capacity of a half a million to a million people per state. So cell phone, GPS, and smartphone Internet services likely will be non-existent, uh, non-existent near the eclipse zone. Furthermore, hospitals, instead of relying upon cell phones, are now turning to beepers and landlines if doctors need to be reached while outside of the building. The hospitals have even asked employees to provide the number of a neighbor who has a landline if they don't have one. And the hospital is going to begin an old, school, an old school phone tree to call in staff in the event it needs more emergency responders. Now, given all this hoopla involved in preparing for the event, uh, the writer of this article asks, how should Eclipse gypsies get ready? <laughs> Experts say to be sure to pack enough food and water in case you're stuck. Uh, you need to print out your directions since GPS is unlikely to work. And by all means, know where you're going to stay at night. If you wing it and you expect to find a, a hotel room somewhere along the way, they say you probably end up sleeping in a car, maybe on the, on the side of the road or in a shelter. So there you have it. That is just crazy. And by the way, the eclipse is going to last a full, at its peak places. It, it varies according to uh, the location you're in. But at the very maximum, two minutes. Two minutes. Some places it's only going to last for seconds. So uh, people apparently are coming from all over the world and all over the nation to these, uh, this narrow uh, arc uh, along the track of the 
eclipse to see it. So, wow. I mean, for two minutes. <clears throat> so anyway, there it is. First one in 99 years, uh, full eclipse, to be seen across the United States. And that's not all. Uh, the Perseid meteor shower is going on right now. Um, and you know, it seems like I'm always reporting this. <laughs> Time is speeding up. But this week, again, Earth, Earth is entering a, steam of a stream of debris from the uh, big comet 109P Swift-Tuttle, which is, of course, the source of the annual Perseid meteor shower. They say that specks of dusty debris hitting the top of Earth's atmosphere at 110 miles per hour are burning up in the night sky and producing a spray of shooting stars from the constellation Perseus. So it's really fun when you get into a, uh, a, an evening, a place at night where the sky is clear and you can get a good glimpse of those. The best one I ever saw was in Santa Barbara, California, and they were falling just one right after the other. And that is just a perfect time to make all the wishes you want. It's really a, a really cool thing. Where I am now, there's too many streetlights, too much congestion, and I really can't see them. But if you do get a chance, guys, and, and uh, right now if you're in a place where you can see the sky, particularly towards the south, it's really a very wonderful thing to do. Go out and watch the meteors. Get connected with nature and um, in, in certain aspects of shamanism, connecting with the sky and with spaciousness is a very grounding and spiritual thing to do opens you up, gets you outside of yourself, gets you exp into an expanded state of consciousness. So get out there and look at the uh, falling stars. be good for you. Also, make a wish. Well, in Iran, they had a, a 4.7 earthquake today. <clears throat> it hit uh, Iran's Hamadan province. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't today. It was Friday. Excuse me. And according to their news agency, uh, the reports confirmed that 10 people were injured. That's not too bad. could have been worse but uh, uh, 4.7 in Iran. And they had a 5.9 magnitude quake in the North Atlantic Ocean. That was also on Friday, too, as well. And in Hawaii, uh, just two days ago, there was a shallow 4.2 earthquake recorded in the Hawaiian Islands. It, was, uh, rec it happened in the channel between Hawaii and Maui. Um, uh, the quake was recorded about 16 miles southwest of, excuse me, southeast of Maui at a depth of 11 miles. They say that some areas experienced shaking, but there were no immediate reports of damage or injuries. Now, the agency, the earthquake agency, USGS, uh, said that the earthquake was likely due to bending of the oceanic plate from the weight of the island and posed no significant hazard. Isn't it interesting? I've often looked at these islands and you see all this concrete, all of this weight on top of this little piece of earth in the middle of the ocean. And I've wondered about that. And this is the first that I've really read, that the weight uh, has caused the bending of the oceanic plate. I think that's really, really interesting. Well, anyway, the uh, Tsunami Warning Center uh, reported there was no tsunami uh, generated by the earthquake, and it also had no apparent effect on the ongoing eruption of the Kilauea volcano. Well, in Greenland, a very, very cold part of the world, but nevertheless not nearly as cold in July as it has been this year, second year in a row, Greenland has broken its July cold record. Um, all, actually, it says all previous records. Uh, their July, um, uh, in, uh, July of this year, the all-time cold 
that beat the records was negative 33 centigrade in Greenland during the summer. Cold place, oh but man. That's, poof, wow. And uh, in, in Uganda, they had an, a rare earthquake. This just happened uh, two days ago again. Um, it's very uncommon. It was a 5.3 earthquake, according to the USGS. Um, it happened at 6.2 miles under the ground and was felt in parts of northern Tunisia. And there were no reports of injuries or deaths from that quake. Fairly um, uh, unpopulated area. And in Taiwan, wow, have they really been battered with... Uh, uh, howling winds and torrential rains on Saturday. Dozens of people uh, were injured. They shut down power, paralyzed traffic. Thousands of people had to evacuate from Typhoon Nisat. And they say that at least uh, 8,700 people were evacuated. Um, power lines down, and they said that about 250,000 households were without electricity. So, really tough for them. Mm-hmm. And the Katla volcano in Iceland, uh, interestingly enough, it said the quake I just reported on didn't affect the volcano, but nevertheless, uh, a couple of days ago, they issued a yellow alert for the Katla volcano. So that's the most uh, powerful volcano on Iceland. Um, they say that uh, they had to raise the status uh, um, because an earthquake of the magnitude of three uh, occurred, um, followed by smaller tremors. Um, they think that this particular seismic unrest uh, was connected to the glacial river flood and not uh, connected to a possible eruption, but they can't be certain at this point. They say that the volcano is active. They don't expect an imminent eruption. Well, West Virginia has had some real bad flooding, a rare nor'easter-type storm that dropped torrential rains throughout the East Coast and Mid-Atlantic region caused major flash floods Saturday. The West Virginia governor declared a state of emergency in six counties on Saturday and mobilized the National Guard to assist in evacuating residents stranded in heavily flooded areas. Now, the low-pressure storm system is uh, more typical of winter and not late July, uh, was expected to move offshore, but instead it uh, lingered and left just a swath of debris and flooded out homes and roads And uh, elsewhere, North Carolina's Outer Banks continued to see evacuations Saturday. Those heavy thunderstorms moved in during the afternoon, and uh, uh, apparently a construction crew accidentally cut out electricity earlier in the week to 10,000 residents and summer visitors. Um, They had the electricity was cut off, and then the storm happened. And by the way, about that electrical outage uh, caused by human error, they said that it might take weeks to restore power to Oak uh, uh, Oak and uh, Hatteras Islands. So they had a big evacuation there. A lot of people had to leave because they didn't have any power, which was from a construction crew dropping a big pipe that cut the power lines. So anyway, rain, rain, and lots of trouble there. And also in West Virginia, they had a really big noise. And there's a number of stories in this week's news about the loud booms and the strange sounds in the sky that started up again. And in West Virginia, this happened, uh, let's see here, last week. They say that it was around Raleigh County and uh, two other counties uh, last Thursday. It was a loud and mysterious boom, shook the entire area. Uh, They said that it caused houses to shake. Um, 
people heard it, like I said, over several counties. But West Virginia authorities are saying they don't know what's causing it. Absolutely no explanation. There were no cases of ground explosions. They weren't, uh, you know, doing any military exercises. There were no mine accidents. So nobody knows what caused it. But that's not the only report from last week. There were several um, in the news about big booms in the sky and strange sounds in the sky yet once again. Uh, And as a matter of fact, in New Hampshire, um, the residents of New Ipswich uh, say they heard and felt a loud explosion last Wednesday night. Um, And again, they're calling it an explosion, but nothing was found, and nobody knows what caused the sound. So was it an explosion, or wasn't it? It sounds to me like another case of a big boom. Sometimes the way they write these articles, you have to scratch your head and say, what? I don't understand. They're referring to this as a loud explosion, but really what they're talking about is a boom. There was apparently no explosions in the area. So I think sometimes that's the way the writers write, perhaps to be a bit more conservative sounds pretty weird to sometimes say there was a loud boom in the sky but no explanation so maybe it's easier to say there was an explosion but then they end saying they didn't find an explosion and nobody knows what happened well in kansas city there's been at least seven inches of rain that fell over parts of that city metro uh on thursday last thursday caused serious flash flooding Um, People had to be rescued from flooded cars and flooded businesses. So Kansas City has really been inundated with water. That was late last week. And also in Iceland, going back to Iceland now, near Greenland, (laughs) we've had a swarm of over 500 earthquakes. And that's really, really something. Now, according to the Iceland Office of uh, Earthquake Studies, over 500 earthquakes were measured in the swarm, which began, uh, let's see, on the 27th. And um, and continued so 500. That's a lot, a lot going on up there in that part uh-huh, of the world. Yeah. So the um, uh, uh, the whole entire Earth right now is really in a uh, there's a lot of upheaval. Now there's always been incidents all of our lives, and uh, in earlier years, decades ago, we didn't know much about it because we didn't have instant communication. But nevertheless. Um, there's certainly more, uh, let's say, stress in the environment and stress uh, in nature, things happening that really are escalating and have been relatively uh, easy to say that this is on the increase, and this is what uh, has been going on all week, floods and fires and earthquakes and all kinds of stuff like that. So we'll be sure to send light to those areas and balance to the hearts of the people. Um, traumatic to the human psyche when you've been into a situation like that. Wildfires, floods, flash flooding in the southwest, that's been a real issue. A lot of people lost their lives. Um, So we just want to send light to those areas. And from my heart to you, uh, each one of you, I hope that you have a beautiful week. Send you much love, and we'll we'll meet together again next week, and I'll be be ready here. I won't be reading the news (laughs) so that I miss the show. I actually well, have you. to admit something. Mm-hmm. I was I was sitting here trying to enlarge my view. I need reading glasses. <laughs> and I said, mm-hmm. I can't read that. I can't read that. So I was doing the expansion 100%, 125%. I was making it bigger so I could read it when you called, Ariel, because I, I, I need mm-hmm. to get a pair of, you know, 
getting a little older. I need a little help. Reading glasses. <laughs> well, yeah, reading glasses. We do appreciate right. your efforts, and thank you so much <laughs> for bringing us the Starseed News. Much love to you, dear. Yeah. All of you have a beautiful week. Thanks so much, Anastasia. So bye-bye. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, well, um, I am just about to um, give a little talk about the eclipse here, but we've had someone call in um, who is a a friend of ours, and she is in the Tetons, and uh, she has some news for us. So um, before we finish the news portion of the show, I'm going to open up your mic, Barbara, here. Here we go. Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for calling in. Beautiful. Greetings, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for taking my call. Well, Uh, you're quite welcome. Oh, just to, you know, let you all know you have an agent on the ground here uh, at Ground Zero with the eclipse happening. Going to be right in the Umbrum for like two two minutes and 13 seconds. Um, I will have my pockets full of star seeds, crystals, um and anchoring so any other light you can add to this for anchoring please um and then just this last weekend i was went to i was called to go to yellowstone and set energies in six different places um so that this um transition will go uh, as easy as possible right right and um, you actually work in the in the park system for the Tetons, is that yes, correct? Yes, I do. I, I work right at Grand Teton National Park headquarters for the Park Service. Um, shall we say I'm undercover? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it, you know, it's always good to know that we have we have um, undercover star seeds at very key points on the planet, and certainly. Uh, the Tetons for star seeds. Uh, it's kind of like uh, mission control. So uh, we're glad that you're there, and thank you for calling. And and uh, we will think of you at the Tetons, and uh, we'll be in Arkansas, Beautiful. also with crystals. So uh, we'll kind of do a little crystal bridge from us to you. And uh, we thank you so much for calling in, Barbara. Thank you so much. Love to everyone. <laughs> And back to you, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was nice of you, Barbara, to call in and uh, let us know that you are on duty. So um, we are going to be listening to um, Lavendar's material tonight on crystal implants because it's important to understand how they work in order to realize how this upcoming eclipse may affect you. Eclipses mark events. It's not about good or bad, but rather a turning point. The eclipse will happen when the sun is at 2852 Leo, as the moon uh, crosses in between the earth and the sun. And in astrology, the sun represents the masculine, the ruler, the head of a country, the head of a family, and in Leo, that is greatly magnified. The moon represents the feminine, and it will block that shining masculine glory for a few minutes, 
and bring in more energies of nurturing and service to others. And it'll be quite interesting to observe the next six months in Washington since Trump has 29 Leo rising conjunct his Mars. We may see world leaders crumble if they're way out of balance. And the balancing of masculine and feminine is one of the beneficial things that can result from this eclipse. If your left brain, which is the masculine, is running your life, things that used to work may not anymore. And if you're very artistic, intuitive person who lives more on the feminine, the right brain side, you may feel the need for more grounding. The eclipse will show you what you need by means of how it manifests in your life. If there are things in your life that don't serve you, this is your chance to clean house because most likely you won't be able to stand it anymore. Look on your astrological chart to see if you have 28 or 29 degrees of Leo or Aquarius. If you do, this eclipse will affect you the most. If you have 28 or 29 degrees of anything anywhere on your chart, you'll still be affected, but maybe not as strongly as in Leo and Aquarius. With major events like this, the related frequencies of the crystal implants that starseeds have carried since birth will be activated, especially those of you with Atlantean records since Leo Aquarius star markings are coded for Atlantis. As these blood crystal implants respond to the frequency of this eclipse, things will be set in motion that may not be apparent right away, but pay attention to the subtle things that usher in a season of change, both globally and personally. Just stay balanced, grounded, and hold the light no matter what. So now I am presenting um, crystal implants by Lavendar, and this was recorded actually in Arkansas on the 10-10-10 activation alignment. So with that, here is Lavendar. So today is October the 11th, 2010. My name is Lavendar. I'm here at the Arlington Hotel in Arkansas. want to make a note that also uh, we're on the ninth floor in room 911. And attendance today is um, my friend Deborah and my associate and best friend, Ariel. And therefore, I would like to um, say that I, I am so honored to have this connection today. And we have just spent some time out on Mount Ida. But today I'd like to focus on crystal implants and the crystal implant information that I think may be relevant to a lot of starseed on the planet, especially to those of us that have encountered implants throughout the years. And some come with instructions and some come without instructions. So I'd like to probably put them in categories and describe the different kinds of implants. Uh, First, I'd like to say the implants, there are several kinds of implants, and the ones I'm going to start with are the ones that you're born with in your blood. There are implants that are placed in DNA that do not activate until certain time codes go off later, either by transit of planetary energies or by combinations of different rays of harmonics. Some can be induced by electronic means. Some can be induced by trauma. 
some can be induced by walk-ins. There's all forms of activation in the DNA of starseed. There isn't a set pattern because they fluctuate with the auric fields, with the bloodlines, and with the soul records. All this is in consideration whenever there is a uh, activation of a crystal. I'm talking about the silica quartz crystal that was started in a bloodline. And we're going to talk about the ones now from Atlantis. And the reason I'm going to talk about the ones from Atlantis is because there are certain places on the planet when, when Atlantis went down, before it went down, there were five places on the planet where people left and went and coated crystals in other places on the planet. Therefore, they were time-released for bloodlines that would show up later and in their blood crystals, in their star seed that they're carrying, would be activated. Now, a lot of people would be activated but not knowing, since they don't have a manual, what all that means. And some of them, you know, might go crazy. Some of them might get enlightened. And some of them just might get drunk. I mean, I'm just giving you all the forms of when this happens, what happens to people, what decisions they make. And if they're carrying a gene that um, is counterproductive to the DNA crystal activation, you know, uh, usually it'll just go da, it'll just stop, it'll, can it'll cancel itself, or it'll go 180 left rudder in another direction. So there's so many forms of activation with blood crystals, silica blood crystal activations. Now let me tell you how this started. In Atlantis, before the continent went down, and there was a misuse of crystal uh, there, not only did they misuse the giant crystal, which controlled the weather, they had um, empowered themselves in their own blood crystals, and they had really known knew how to activate the quartz that they were dealing with, with healing and manipulation and mind control. This thing got so out of hand, you know, that a major scrub had to happen. And it was, you know, unfortunate, but the decision was made to do that. And I won't go into why all that happened. But before that happened, there was a place that they always came to to get their crystals. They mined their crystals out of this part of the country. This was above ground, and this was not under the ocean then. And this area of Arkansas is where they came to mine and take back the crystals that they used in Atlantis. So there was a group of really, really dedicated scientists and crystal workers that came to the mines, went back in, infused some codes that would be re released later. How did they do this? They had a serum. They had a serum that was, um, you know, the junk DNA that they can't find out what that is. Well, that's part of the serum, and the serum was given to the shots to the people. The people got the shots, and in these shots, they were time-released for certain periods of time. Believe it or not, some of them were, were uh, coded for activations for different times that would happen that matched another experiment called Athena and the 96. And from Athena and the 96, mm -hmm. after that came, came the programs of King Arthur in England and Mary Magdalene in France and René Le Chateau 
and then some of the experiments out of Egypt, and then you go to Peru, to Lake Titicaca, and all these different places, these were all time. And America, the Native American Indians, they had their own separate coatings, and that was just a huge mass experiment that came from Atlantis for the Native American Indians, because when they came up here to Arkansas, one of the first things they did was find some of the bloodlines that were already up here. And they coded them, and they said, okay, we're going to teach you uh, something called seven generations. And seven generations turned into 14, and 14 turned into the next multiplication, and, and pretty soon they had 144,000. Okay, So that's how they started tracking the bloodlines, the crystals, the implants. This is how they did it through serum. They did it through microscopic quartz, quartz crystal silica programming that happened. The, these were little bitty dots no bigger than a pinhead in the blood. And they would be, and then they, they would activate and they would multiply and they would go on. And they had ways of, there were, you know, they had ways of reproducing themselves and multiplying and spreading throughout the, 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 uh, the world. And during the time uh, before Jesus came as Jesus, at another experiment later, he was aboard ship, and he was part of the team that designed this bloodline. And the bloodline, the Jesus bloodline, was first. This, the first origination of it happened from Atlantis, with the help of Arkansas crystals with the help of the Native American Indians, and all of it just seemed to absolutely, you know, come together. It, this was like orchestrated through bloodlines and timelines, and, and you see, you know, the council meetings that happened before Atlantis went down, they had to have backup programs. Once they did this big atrocity, they had to secure bloodlines out of Atlantis. They had to secure the ones that were not in on the big deal. <laughs> okay, the big the big violations. Although here here's where where some of the giant experiments came in. There was a group that said, We want the memory of what happened so it can never happen again. So there was a cluster of like, you know, I think there was thirty three in that council meeting and they said, okay, we're going to be responsible for one scientist. We're going to track him and soul, and he's going to have the opportunity to undo this mess. But we're going to be, we're going to be in his bloodline. We're going to be his teachers. We're going to, we're going to track this sucker because this is never happening again. Because a decision was made: do we take him to another planet and let him sprout there, or do we give him the chance to? reconvene and and set this set the story straight. So there were a lot of them in this category. I mean, we're talking about thousands. Thousands. And they all took it upon themselves to say we'll be re every time they go out of body, we'll be responsible for the navigation. It was a navigational ploy to help the souls not misuse the power of crystal. This was all done through the crystal brotherhoods that were aligned to Atlantis. Okay. And 
they had decided what was going to be happening in the other programs in England and France and the bloodlines. And then the reptilians showed up and the Zetas showed up. And then, of course, all that, that's another story. I don't even want to get into that one because I, I want to stay with what I'm saying. So the Native American Indians really kind of are the purest of the purest of the bloodlines that have to do with the Atlantean crystals. The Cherokees really got it. They really knew it. So even when they when the Trail of Tears happened in Georgia and they, you know, had their crystals and they took their crystals and they and they came through here. They came through here on their way to Oklahoma. And 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 as they crossed the the um the crystal veins here everybody's bloodline just got speeded up in light speed because they were carrying it in their blood from there but then when they got here the light bulbs started going on and so another whole thing happened for them okay so back to the implants I'm talking about the crystal implants the natural I say natural they're uh, we think of them as natural, but really they were um, they were implants that were implanted a long t time ago in the DNA. Now let's talk about artificial intelligence placement that comes to enhance that or cancel that. Okay, so you have a star seed that has the bloodline, that has the programs, has the DNA, has the cell memory, and has soul memory. You have a soul that has soul memory of all the connecting experiments because they're, they're like there's experiments that are connected to one another because they all resonate to a soul group. And the soul group decides that it wants to go to France or it wants to go to England or Italy or be part of Christianity. Or, you know, different, there's different, um, you know, they put their hands up and say, oh, yeah, we want to go play there. Or, or you say, no, I never want to go back there. Don't ever take me back there. I, I, I'm done. I'm through. You really have the choice out of body to say, to say that. That's why free will choice is so important for the experiments, all the experiments that are happening now, and and why our Constitution and our the America was formed was because the freedom of choice and the freedom of speech. All that goes together with Ben and the boys, and won't go, go there. So now to the implants. So now we have artificial intelligence coming in, overlaying, and, and being placed in, in parts of the body. The silica implants mostly are placed in the brain. And the reason they're placed in the brain is because of the synopsis, synapsis, the, the connecting tissue and the, the the energies that run in your brain computer. Uh, a lot of, of silica implants are actually placed in other places in the body. Um, it depends on who the person is. It depends on what they're doing. If they have an assignment where they have to go stand on the ground and the energies run down through them and up again and then up over their head, then they're placed in the feet, in the ankles, and um, in, in areas that will, um, 
and they're short. They they don't stay. They they'll give you a, an implant that will uh, be activated for a short period of time. Why? Because <laughs> it would really hurt you later. You know, to be walking around with them, it, it's kind of like having heavy boots on. Uh, if you're not at the place that's that's if the decimals of where you're going to be standing are programmed into the crystal, therefore you do the work. It's it's temporary and upward non-one. Okay, so but who decides this? This this is determined by the beings that are in charge of the crystal ley lines, the crystal brotherhood, the ones that are in alignment with the uh, um, transmutation process through crystalline frequency has nothing to do with spiritual training. I want to get that really, really straight. This is a separate, you you can't even be asked to participate unless you have already gone through your spiritual training. This is not something that is, um, you will never be asked to do this until you have, you have gone through all of the spiritual training of understanding about energies and the the cause and effect of energies and taking the responsibility for crystal. You'll never be asked. There there is no you can't go to school for this on the earth. You have to go to school somewhere else. And then when you come to earth, then you get then you have the opportunity to play. Now a lot of people don't like for me to say this because that limits how many people actually get to play. This is not an equal opportunity thing. This is specialized. It's It's been specialized ever since Atlantis. The safeguards that they put in were so strict for so long that there were some that just screamed and hollered and said, look, you just got to let us back in to correct this. They did make some adjustments, but they didn't do it till Athena came from the Pleiades. And because of Athena, and because of her promise with the 96 women, they got a reprieve. But it didn't take long till the women fucked up. I'm sorry, probably shouldn't have said that. Okay, but that, that's the truth. That is the truth. The truth of the matter is, and you wonder why women are have gone through such hard times with all kinds of things. Well, they brought it on themselves. And I want <coughs> I could go on for thirty minutes about that. But anyway, back to the implants. So we're coming up on twenty twelve. And that may or may not be a game changer. A lot of things have not been decided. The Earth is still making choices. The ETs are still making choices. How far are they going to help in certain places? They are, however, and this is the good news, they are responsible for the implants they place in people. Therefore, if they are responsible for the implants, they're responsible for the people. They got caught on that one. So that means there will be, there will be those that will be whisked away really quick at, at times of disaster. Now, you've heard about, you know, the lift up. That isn't for everyone. That's just for those that they've taken it upon themselves to give them implants. And the reason they have the implants is because they're on the play. They've earned the right to be on the play. 
and they can't take their family with them. They can't take anybody with them unless part of their family is part uh, of it. So we have a lot of, you know, there's legends and all kinds of stories about the rapture, you know. Well, that got messed with, but that's the truth of the matter is if they put an implant in you, the good news is that when all hell breaks loose, you're out of here. Back aboard. And also, that means you've been cloned. You've been cloned. There's another one just like you. And you will get to go live somewhere else if the planet is not inhabitable anymore. You will continue on as you are in your physical body, and your aging process will stop wherever that is. It will stop. Boom. Now, they took Dog Hamashel back in the... I don't remember what year they took him. He was a United Nations ambassador or something. And he just disappeared one day. And when I was in Aruba, and they were showing me the underground base there, they presented him to me. And he had not aged a day. Not one day. They're going to present him to the world at the right time. He has agreed to to be part of when they get ready to do this huge thing that's that's coming everybody will pay attention why because they know he disappeared they knew, they never found the body and guess what here he is now so uh he was implanted he had uh the blood crystals from Atlantis he was on the program he agreed to it and uh also uh there was uh, an assassination attempt that was planned to take him out and the only way they could save him was to uh, apport him and take him and put him in the underground base. How another thing. Okay, back to the implants. Crystal implants. There are crystal mines here in Arkansas that have um, there are designation, there are places where different species have their codes. There are the Pleiadians, the Syrians, um, Octarians, uh, Centaurians. Uh, there's seven. Uh, I'm kind of going blank on the other ones, right? There's seven groups that have that work together with the Crystal Brotherhood. And the Zetas are excluded. They have not been allowed. Every time they try to come and hijack any of the information they're dealt with. So um, we don't have to worry about the Zetas getting a hold of the crystal information. It's off limits to them. And any time a Zeta ever picks one of them up, they just fry. <laughs> so they've learned not to touch them. It's almost like a cattle prod. So they just they can't play. Uh, same with the reptilians. Reptilians cannot play with crystal. Cannot be around it. Not the ones that are coded. Okay, artificial intelligence implants. There is a, a kindergarten school that they've set up for certain souls that are in spiritual training that are allowed to have artificial intelligence implants. And they're the worker bees for the crystal masters that are on the planet. And they're given... Uh, these implants in order to facilitate um, holding a spot. Like they'll buy a restaurant 
or they'll buy a hotel, or they'll buy a rock shop, or they'll be custodians of places where uh, they'll be needed later for something. They don't they don't go out and advertise or be able to say they're they're they function on a whole different whole different level. But they are given things and they are monitored. And they and one day they may call be called to go someplace for a weekend and do nothing but just stand by a tree. You never know where this implant is gonna, you know, kick in and and sometimes they have voices attached to them. It'll hook up to their higher mind or to their subconscious, to their to their ears, and they'll hear this voice that'll tell them to do something. And they'll think it's God, and so they obey. You know, you know, it's it's a, a it's a kindergarten school of uh, obedience to crystal. Okay, that's kind of what I call it. So. And there's different levels of that. And most of these people in their, are in their spiritual training, but they'll never be asked to do anything more than that. There's not a graduation for them to go and do higher work in this lifetime. Now, in another lifetime, they may get to the first grade. Or they, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're only coded to do that particular thing for... It's like when Jesus came. When Jesus came, they prepared... 500 years in advance of who was going to make his shoes, who was going to make his clothes, who was going to cook his food. They had to have bloodlines all ready, set, go. I mean, the whole thing was just, talk about immaculate conception. So was everybody involved. That's how intricate of planning it was. Well, same thing with this. So there's artificial intelligence that will be placed and certain people. Now, when you when you get to a degree, say you get you go through kindergarten one through twelve, and then you graduate from high school and graduate through college, and you're right up there, and you know the very next lifetime that you do, once you get out of body and you get to see what your grade was, that's when they'll put you in crystal mastership. That's when you get to play, but it takes a very very long time through evolutions of behavior, choices, integrity. Um, they designed it from Atlantis, so Atlantis would never happen again. you got to understand that when when that happened, that, that they had to really get very strict with their rules and regulations, so much so that they put Capricorn in charge, Saturn in charge, Saturn. 26 Capricorn rules the crystal grid. Why is that? Oh, hello. I mean, they threw the gauntlet down and went, you know what? We're going to use this frequency. And that's what our gonger is. Okay? Does that match or what? <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, the Native American Indians, this area, the artificial intelligence, the different degrees of spiritual... Um, worker bees that come along and we call them light workers see the light workers they, they're they on their spiritual path of helping galactic workers and, and I'm just saying it that way so that there will be a distinction because spiritual 101 and galactic 404 are like night and day and people that think they can place galactic 404 
have to have a under, strong understanding about Spiritual 101 and Spiritual 404 before they ever are asked to play at another level. Now, there are imposters, and there are tricksters, and there are coyotes, and there are reptilians, and there are other species that try to mix it up and really create some havoc. And one of the ways they've done it, they have taken bloodlines carrying these crystal implants and they've made it with reptilian bloodline. So they think they can piggyback this deal. So then harmonics had to be set and, and the things that happened like uh, uh, August 20th of last month. Remember when I said, well, some of those bloodlines aren't on the planet anymore. They've been taken out. Those that were given implants and those that were watched over this last 19 years, if they had any reptilian bloodline, any, even as far back as whenever, if, if one ever slipped in overnight and impregnated anybody and put their seed there, as of August 20th, there was an eraser. People got up, woke up, and went, oh, my God. I can't remember my husband. I don't know if I have any kids or not. I don't know who, who am I. I mean, a lot of stuff happened to a lot of people on August twentieth. Why? Memory gone. If the mem if the blood if the memory's gone, so are the people. You see what I'm saying? It's like gone. Um, there was a lot of talk about whether that was going to be allowed or not. A lot of discussion. I think we've had at least five or six Teton meetings where that was discussed to the point of people left the meeting. Okay, People got really upset about that. They said, well, we're going to leave some people behind. Yeah, but you had to look at where the planet was going, what the planet, where we were headed with the technology, who was in charge, all the different factions. They finally decided if we don't take a certain bloodline off this planet, we may not have a planet. So it was it was a hard decision. It was easy for me, but it was hard for them. Okay. I've been here before. I knew. I knew what was at stake. So I just, you know, I stayed after it. And the Emerald Ray was very important in this whole decision. The Emerald Ray, the Pleiadians, Athena, the 96, our little group, you know, we stood tall at every meeting about this. Why? Because it was our bloodlines that got interloped. It was our bloodlines that got messed with. And we didn't mind scrubbing them. Some of the women that made those decisions, you know, well, they're not with us anymore. <laughs> uh, they can't even play. They were taken out off somewhere else. So uh, I'm ready for questions. Okay. Now, just to clarify, you're talking only about crystal implants, right? I'm talking only about crystal implants. And this has nothing to do with the metallic kind you see on the Internet, right? That, that'll be another subject. Only crystal implants. And are the crystal implants hereditary? Are they hereditary? Yes, they are. Mostly, that's how it's done. So they don't have to keep repeating the process for each generation. They don't need to keep revisiting because you're born with it. This is your born. This is your natural state. 
and your rites of passage are coded in your blood crystals. Once they're activated, they're activated, here's the next key, they're activated to your astrological chart because they're timed with 25, 26, 27 degrees. All crystal implants have the coding. There's other codings that match, which we'll go into later, you know what they are. But that's the resonant field of the crystal implant in the blood that matches the body. You see, they had to have some, they had to code in a number, mathematical number, in order for the spin to come and activate. And that's how astrology works. So there has to be a quantitative finite point to activate it. Has to, there has to be a finite point. Okay, we have a question from across the room concerning the Emerald Ray, Athena and the 96, and the Teton meetings that you were referring to earlier. Okay. Um, the question was, uh, I mentioned Athena and the 96 and another group in the Teton meetings. Yes. Emerald, Ray. Emerald Ray. Okay, okay. Okay, in the last, uh, I was talking about five or six Teton meetings where we were in great discussion over the scrubbing of the bloodlines, and uh, there, 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 there is and are and always will be uh, an attendance from Athena and the 96. Now, the original 96, not all of them are on the planet. Their bloodlines are on the planet, and their representation always happens at the Tetons. And so when the Emerald Ray is activated, and the Emerald Ray is part of, you know, when the souls come out of body or even come in person, there's this giant uh, Emerald Ray computer in the center of, of this great circular place inside, this, inside the mountain in, in Wyoming. And... The first thing you have to do is take your emerald bath. In other words, the souls come and they go through that emerald emerald ray computer and they come out as a hologram and everyone can see you then as you are. So that when you see that person, you know, later on you go, I know you, where did I, where did I see you before? It, that's that kind of memory. So, and there's certain groups of the, of Athena and the 96 that show up that have to do with René Lachateau, Peru, then they've all these different experiments. They're all all the bloodlines are attached. So are all the bloodline crystals. Does that answer it? No. No. I can't. She was asking about something that she didn't quite hear about another group that you had mentioned along with that group. Crystal Brotherhood. Crystal There's the Crystal Sisterhood. Okay, the Crystal Sisterhood is different than the Crystal Brotherhood. Only because of the way the spin of the quartz is in the bloodline. See, there's the male crystal in your blood, and there's the female crystal in your blood. And then there's the male-female together in one body, which makes you androgynous. I mean, I could just probably go on for a while about this, but basically, the crystal beings are being activated now, and there's going to be another flurry of 
quartz crystal information happening all over the planet, Arkansas here is going to be another place where I know a lot of mines have been shut down. They're going to be reopened. There's going to be people are going to require it. See, before it was required because the Japanese came in here and they wanted it for their computers. Well, now computers are made. They have uh, synthetic quartz that they use now in computers, so they don't really have to use the quartz out of the mines anymore, which is good news for the quartz and the devic beings that live there, because before it was murder, really strong murder. But like stripping the rainforest. They were stripping the crystal mines. And, um, yeah. Okay, now you said if you were part of this assignment, you have a clone. Where is it and why is it? Okay, if, if, you're, if you're on this assignment, you have a clone. Um, okay. The reason that they've cloned everybody that's on these assignments is because at any given moment, something could happen to where, you see, it's, it's almost like Noah's Ark all over again. They've got the bloodlines and the people and the clones ready if they have to evacuate and go to the other parallel Earth just like this one. And so it would be a matter of, of you know, say we had this huge atomic explosion or a meteor hit this planet, something would happen that would cause this planet to disintegrate, then everything would be shifted automatically to the other planet. And when we reach the end of our natural lives, what do they do with the clones? They live on. We get to live on. When we die here, then the clones get to live on. Then live on with whose soul? Sometimes we'll inhabit our own our own um, clones. And is their life cycle the same as ours? Oh, is our is the clones' life cycle the same as ours? No, it's not. By then, what they do, they give you um, um, a shot. The shot um, is determined. This is tricky. The shot's determined by the soul's request about how much they want to do and how much they want to experience and what they and what their natural state and their rites of passage are. And if they have to turn around and take care of all these other people they've left behind, that determines how long they live in that, in that one. Because you see, they can drop that one, go get another one, and start a new clone. So they live forever. It just is a, it's just a degree of which body you want. Um, no, really, it's kind of sick in a way, but... <laughs> well, you have to have backup. You have to have... This is, this is, listen, this is the Atlantean design. You can't imagine how long it took them to put this together. Why? They said, never again. And you know what? I really feel sorry for those poor bastards that were the scientists that, that brought this to an end in Atlantis because they have no, they've had no peace in their souls with 33 always on their ass, constantly navigating, prodding them, making sure 
that, you know, they don't get one eyelash in an area where they can do any kind of harm or damage. I mean, they'll have them as women. They'll have them scrubbing floors. They'll have, You just can't imagine the lifetimes they put them through. Then one day, and then one day, they give them the opportunity to be a scientist again. And that's the real test. And it's like they're hovering around. So, you know how you know how it is when you sit and you're trying to do something and everybody's looking at it and you can't do it. Well, that's what they say. Well, it's either this or nothing. You either have us on you, or you can't, or you can't do it at all. Yeah. And here are your choices. You know, of course, after they scrub scrub the floors as a woman for a few lifetimes, let me tell you, they don't mind people hovering. <laughs> or some other, yeah, some other capacity. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, how long has it been since Atlantis went down? Um, this Atlantis went well. There were three. There were three different times Atlantis had upheavals. The last one, the one that was the biggest, was twelve thousand four hundred and ninety-eight years ago. They say it's ten thousand. It's twelve thousand. And the Pleiadians, they're the ones that had to push the button. See, there was a button that had to be pushed. There was a there there was a there was a whole there was a whole plan, and they were the ones that had to finally make that decision. That's why they've taken it upon themselves to be in charge of the rest of the experiments. That you see, the ones that were in charge have to be now responsible for the next set. That, that's just the way it is. That's why it's their turn. And and throughout the time, see, they've put the different programs in place so that when they got ready to jump the planet to an evolutionary state, all the programs had come back that they put in place. But they all started with Atlantis. That's why in some of these sessions I've had with people, and I'm finding all these uh, wonderful souls that came out of the France and René La Chateau and the Jesus experiments, they're all tied to Atlantis. And now I really get it. Because that's where it really that's where it never again happened. But they, and then they but but they had to run everybody through these other uh spiritual tests. It's like a lot of souls from Atlantis had to start over. A lot of them didn't. They're, okay. Question from the audience. How do or can electromagnetics interfere with your crystal implants? Oh, there is a basic matrix of a crystal implant. It is its 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 resonance, its harmonics, and it functions very much like a computer of its own. So when you have an outside uh, energy like microwave, the microwave fractures the blood crystals, fractures them. 
Now they'll reduplicate, but when they reduplicate, they might not look the same. It's a crapshoot. Like it just might not be the same the second time around. That's right. So, but so let me tell you what's been going on. You remember, remember when I say been up overnight? You can't imagine how many are lifted up, given shots, and recalibrated only because of cell phone towers. So they have to run damage control all the time because of cell phone towers? All the time. They're running damage control all the time. Especially the crystal workers, the crystal masters on the planet that are, that are responsible for never again Atlantis, you know, and their worker bees. The worker bees, the light workers, the star seed, and the crystal masters, they all have, uh, that they all get their shots. Some more than others. And there's certain, now there's certain um, technologies that are being uh, brought forth, like some of the Tesla, like the pad. There's also things you can, there's also things that you can drink in order to reestablish your blood crystals. And we're finding those little at a time. So today, September 5th, 2011, we are continuing this discussion on crystal implants. And I have some more questions. You had said that the scientists involved in the misuse of power had a particular program that they had to go through. Can you tell us more about what happened to those mad scientists responsible for the termination of Atlantis? Well, they were given governors, and a lot of them turned themselves into the council saying, you know, we we need to um, turn ourselves over to beings that will make sure that we never do this again. Then there were others that went and chose to have experiences on their own through their own spiritual development which would run for thousands of years before they could ever come back and ever be given the opportunity to play with power at that level again. So there's a lot of them that went to other planets to have their um, uh, spiritual training and, and then there are those that are still on the planet. But the Council of 33 would take each scientist, each person, and they would track them through the bloodlines and through their advancement on the planet and um, make sure that they would never be in a position to turn loose their technology records or their misuse of power of the, of the crystal. So in these crystal implants, part of the coating was designed and set with DNA patterns that would also alert starseed on the planet when some of these beings were in their presence. They would kind of just wake up and start hovering over these beings and make sure that they did not want to take this technology and misuse it. So there was a double-edged sword with the um, crystal implants. They, they had many uh, different um, properties especially say if if there's a group of starseed that incarnates time and time again and then they throw one of these scientists in the middle of the incarnation pattern then it then it's kind of up to the starseed uh souls to kind of hover and be around those that, that um have been responsible for 
uh, huge atrocities. And we're also talking about evil. Evil, 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 as in Hitler evil. And some of these souls later became, of course, the Cathars that were in France. The same, the same group. It's because they all had the allegiance and the alignment to know how responsible they had to be for their actions, for the decisions, and that that uh, millions would be in the balance of their thoughts and actions. So does that kind of uh, clear up a, a couple yeah. of things? Yeah. There are starseed groups who are like galactic secret service in body, and they would be in the vicinity of these scientist souls, and when they would come in contact, an activation would happen in their own DNA blood crystals to uh, keep a tight rein and watch these souls to make sure that they didn't step off their path again. So all in all, in the big picture, what was the original purpose of the coding of blood crystals in Starseed? Well, there's, there's a lot of different reasons and purposes, but when you get really to the bottom end, the bottom line of all of it, it has to do with a gigantic spiritual conspiracy that's happening on the planet. It's silent. It runs deep. It's embedded in the crystal implants and the bloodlines. It works through the love vibration, through the frequency, through the heart. And this is, these are stationed all over the planet. And this is a silent revolution that is happening. It is like the drumbeat with the planet. It's the drumbeat of the starseeds, of the walk-ins, the lightworkers, all the different harmonics that are playing in resonance. Uh, it are very, very low-key. You don't see them on television. They're, you, they're, you know, not uh, publicly known. They are silent, and they do their work. They're in. They're at Walmart. They're in libraries. They're in schools. They're on buses and trains and airplanes and airports. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And they get ignited and they get lifted up in their frequencies on certain days. And on, certain, on, on these certain days that happen, when their harmonics just kind of turn on, it's a glow that starts happening all over the planet. And this is the spiritual conspiracy that's happening, unbeknownst to a lot of conscious beings on the planet. Even the Cabal, even the Zetas, even other species that have a, a most difficult time trying to stop a lot of agendas that they're not in favor of, have to really contend with and work with the silent submarines of the Starseed because they're constant, they're everlasting. They can put a love ET human galactic combination frequency in motion and it's the kind of, of energy that can topple governments that can bring down uh, evil on the planet once they're synchronized and here's the thing they don't have to be conscious that they're doing it that's what the crystal implants agenda is basically all about. It is the silent runners of frequency. Even when you don't know you're doing it, you're doing it anyway. It's a giant insurance program. It is. For the 
evolution and uplifting of a civilization. That's right. Is it, a, it is a galactic 404 code that takes in spiritual 101, brings it up to level, uh, activates it on the masses, and moves forward toward evolution. Well, thank you, Lavendar. I'm sure this helps explain to a lot of starseed who are searching for their missions, and the truth of the matter is that they're already doing it automatically just by being alive and adhering to a code of alignment. And the code of alignment goes with these two two phrases, and you've heard me say them so often. Leave the planet better than you found it. And, and also leave people better than you find them in relationships. When you have a relationship with someone and it goes badly, stop for a moment and think, how can I leave them better than I found them? Although I'm leaving, I need to leave them better than I found them. Take a little extra time when you get ready to dissolve a relationship. And if something goes terribly, terribly wrong, at least try to figure out a way to reconnect for at least five seconds to change the spin. And as far as the environment on the planet goes, there are so many beings on the planet that are attuned to raising, not only raising the consciousness, but the energy fields of the rocks, trees, divas, and all the other um, interdimensional beings that are responsible for keeping the earth balanced. So even if we have catastrophes and disasters and a lot of other things happening simultaneously on the planet, there's, there's still this silent code that comes in, lifts the wave up, and distributes through the love, heart, frequency of ET and human alliance. Don't ever forget that. Well, Lavendar, we thank you so much, and I hope that as you're listening to this, you can see the correlations, because the eclipse that is coming up is um, 29 Leo, and that includes 29 Aquarius, and that is the mark of the end of Atlantis. So, as I said in the beginning, as the eclipse happens, understand that there will be changes. This is a turning point. So you need to stay balanced, stay focused, and just hold the light and know that we are moving towards a better, more evolved world. So with that, I want to thank you all for listening this evening. And uh, we will be back next week. And then the following two weeks will be in Arkansas. But... um, We will see you next week, and on behalf of all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy, have a great week. Think about your blood crystals, and remember to be counting your blessings and live in gratitude. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 